Hello and welcome to the Healing Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Shanika Moore-Clark. My mission is to provide listeners with enlightening conversations about all things healing. In this podcast, we explore the good, the bad, and the ugly in an attempt to inspire you to become your own best healer. On today's episode, I talk with Simona Morrison, who shares an inspiring story about her journey with chronic illness and debilitating anxiety, which she was able to resolve. She shares what helped her in her transformation and how she learned to turn towards fear instead of resisting it. Simona has such a calming and engaging way of sharing her story. I was left feeling so inspired and I know that you will be too. So I hope you will join me for this amazing episode. Welcome and thank you for being here, Simona. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here talking with you. Great. So um, what I would love for us to start with is for you to share a little bit about your own healing journey and maybe talk about life right before um, you, fa- you started facing chronic illness and then kind of a little bit of a progression of how your journey went. Yeah, that sounds good. So I think like so many others uh, in this space, um, my journey probably started when I was quite young. I remember having you know, different fears and anxieties from a pretty young age, um, as well as times when I would have headaches or other challenges. But really, um, the first time that um, I kind of had a perfect storm was around when I was 20 years old. And I, what felt like out of the blue, I was um, going to school and I was uh, studying to become a um, kind of natural health coach and uh, taking all these different modalities and massage and aromatherapy and um, herbalism. And sometime within that, I noticed that things just weren't I just wasn't functioning well. And I was starting to forget um, how to write like simple words. And sometimes they would come out kind of backwards. And all of a sudden, I started to have all this fear and anxiety and um, started to get insomnia and all sorts of different issues and problems. And, you know, this was over 20 years ago. And back then, you know, nervous system regulation and these ideas that just really didn't exist. Um, So, but I I did know because of the school I was going to about holistic health and kind of approached it from from that way. And um, it was a challenging journey. And um, I was able to kind of, after a couple of years, get through what I know now was you know, a perfect storm and limbic system dysfunction, um, but using different protocols, and I was able to kind of move move out of it and also doing my own, um, some own some kind of deep inner work back then too. But it was always in the back of my mind that time, and there was always um, a fear about it, you know, if this would ever come up again or if this would ever happen to me again because it was just, it was such a dark period in my life and but I kind of took took where I was and just threw myself into work and into trying to rebuild um, kind of rebuild a life for myself so the next you know almost 20 years was really about like building a career and building a family and having kids and you know I was trying to I came from you know, without going, you know, too deep into my past, I came from a pretty challenging upbringing where in my household, um, uh, it was just me, my mom, and my brother, and my mom was an alcoholic, and my brother later became schizophrenic. And it was a really 
challenging upbringing. And I had actually left my house when I was 13 and had this pretty long period of housing insecurity where I would stay at friends' houses and travel around, but really kind of was out on my own since, um, since I was quite, quite young. And so I was so dedicated to building something different. And I wanted to, you know, completely distance myself from my past. And I wanted to prove that, um, you know, I could make something different of myself. And I wanted to have security and stability and money and food in the fridge and mm-hmm. all the things that I didn't have um, when I was little. So I really threw myself into that. And, and it felt good. And I became pretty successful um, as a business person. Um, had two kids, you know, had the marriage, had all the things that I thought were, you know, the right things to do. And I just was still never feeling quite satisfied. And I was always running on empty, always giving so much of myself, always, you know, trying to say yes to everything, trying to earn more money, trying to get better positions, just really chasing um, something. Uh, you know, I don't even really know what, but I, I couldn't stop. And, um, and then I had a few experiences um, where I went to do some healing work. This was like a little bit before my perfect storm that was around the pandemic time. And um, I went to um, a retreat in Peru and I had this really profound healing experience that it also kind of um, uh, blew up my nervous system is <laughs> the only way I can kind of think to put it or maybe just un- brought me out of freeze extremely quickly and I was kind of left with all of these feelings and um, I started to kind of work with those and was getting into somatics and all these different uh, healing modalities and then eventually uh, the pandemic came and that's when I had this kind of bigger, perfect storm. And um, I had taken an antibiotic for uh, an eye an eye infection that I thought I had. And, you know, of course, it wasn't just the antibiotic, as you know. <laughs> right. It was kind of everything along with that. But something happened when I took that. And that night, I couldn't sleep. And then I didn't sleep for another three days after that. And then something happened in my system, just felt like it kind of short-circuited. And all of a sudden, it was like, you know, I was living in the twilight zone. Like I couldn't tolerate smells or sounds or my children. Couldn't tolerate even holding like a cell phone in my hand or looking at a screen loud noises, um, had this incredible anxiety, you know, and then it's kind of, you know, true to so many stories over the months Mm -hmm. that followed, it just continued, you know, into body pain and, you know, difficulties with blood pressure and blood sugar and um, all sorts of stuff. So that was kind of where I came from and where I got to. And so, you know, throughout my history, I had dealt with, you know, anxiety and perfectionism and, you know, this really intense kind of energy, but I always had a place to put it. And it was, it always kind of worked for me, but this was the, I guess the second time, but really felt like one of the first times where um, it took me over in a way that, uh, yeah. I just didn't know how to get out of. Yeah, it's interesting. I always find it um, interesting that most of us that have dealt with chronic illness, we all have some of those patterns, the perfectionism, the go-getter, the gotta get it, go, 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 go. And for mm-hmm. a while, we're able to keep up, but then there comes a breaking point. And I think it's like when, you know, it's like the right circumstances for illness and 
it sounds like you got to that place where your nervous system was like no more and mm-hmm. that that often is what kind of starts that um that journey but also the other thing that you talked about is your childhood and I think many of us can relate to having those experiences early on and it's so interesting that those experiences whether or not we're aware of it or not they really do impact us on such a physical and cellular level um so it, it's it's just always fascinating to see how it's all connected yes yeah very much so it's um you know it was interesting when it happened to me it's like you know as i think you know and a lot of people can relate to when you come from a difficult childhood especially if there's you know abuse or poverty or uh these different things it's like you you just you work so hard to get away from it right and try to become something different and i remember people always saying to me like oh my gosh you know i can't believe you're able to come out of that and you know most people in your situation you know wouldn't have and then i remember when i ended up you know getting so sick and then i was like oh my gosh like is this is this it for me like is this you know are all people with trauma just destined to kind of end up ill or you know following in the footsteps uh, of their family and you know i think that was also i mean i think that was a super fear-based thought but it was part of that deeper work that i had to look into because those fears were lurking in me and um right. and then somehow that was created in my life and i had to deal with it right right so tell us a little bit about what what the journey how it unfolded i know that you started out with um like a brain rewiring program. I don't know if DNRS was where you started, but I know that you have um included many different modalities that have been supportive of your healing. So, can you speak to to that? Yeah, for sure. So, the first thing I did, um you know, I reached out to quite a few doctors and you know, I thankfully only spent you know a month or maybe two months really in this limbo of trying to figure out what was going on with me so you know doing all the traditional tests and blood work and heart monitors and all sorts of things kind of everything you can imagine and then um i had a naturopathic physician and she said you know i'm looking at all this and I really think that this might be um limbic system dysfunction and I I have this course and I think you should take it and I don't want to run because at that point I was like I want you to test me for mold and heavy metals and Lyme and you know everything um because the first time when I had got through it I had done it through a very functional medicine way. And so I thought that was the answer. However, that always kept me quite in prison to be following protocols or special diets or you know always having specific mm-hmm. vitamins. But she just was like, "No, no, I'm not going to give you any of these tests because, you know, tests can also come back positive and it doesn't necessarily mean anything necessarily." and i really think i just want you to do this for 6 months and let's just see what happens so she gave me the link and it was for dnrs and i at that point could barely be on my computer screen everything i was kind of uh disassociated and everything just felt like a little bit unreal and um so it was just like so hard to participate in anything but i watched the dnrs videos and something in there made sense to me and you know i had had been in like you know decades of therapy and i i had done tons and tons of work on myself but there was something about the way um that Annie Hopper had put it and something about the you know the way that she showed the videos and how she talked about 
fear and associations and it just landed for me. And I also had a feeling um, at this point I had reacted to a bunch of different um, other medications that my doctor had given me. So I really felt in the place like there's nothing, you know, there's not a medication that's working for me right now. There's not, um, you know, there's no other way for me to go. And this is what I have to do. You know, and looking back on that now, when even saying that, I'm like, you know, that even wasn't necessarily true. I'm sure I actually had a lot of options. But, you know, when you're in that kind of trauma state, you know, you just have right. such a narrow point of view. <laughs> so, so I felt in the moment that, you know, it's like this or nothing for me. And so, so I did it. And I watched the videos. And then, and then I was like, okay, like, when's she going to get to the part of, like, what's going to fix me? <laughs> right? And then she does this, like, bizarre you know, like dance movements on these stickers on these floors and like a visualization. And I was like, no, this has to be a joke. Like, <laughs> there's no possible way that me like moving my arms like this and spinning in this like circle right. and, you know, saying these things, like it just seems, you know, even for me, who like quite fringe, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what have I got myself into? <laughs> um, but I tried it. And I, you know, I read the success stories, and they sounded good to me, even though I didn't believe anything anyone said <laughs> at that time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I have to believe this. So I just started the practice. I started to read the books. I started to you know, that journey on the, on the form that they have. And um, I started to notice some differences within a few weeks. And so that really, yeah, it gave me some hope. And I also just felt, I don't know, there was something that, that was just compelling me from the inside to just follow through follow through with the program and for me for some people I know they get like big results from the start for me um to be honest I actually progressively got more unwell (laughs) as I went through through the DNRS program but um it's a little I think as you know it's like a little complicated when you start to work to rebalance your nervous system especially if you've been just totally hyper on adrenaline and survival for your whole life, it's, it's just not a, it's not a straightforward line. Right. Yeah. Well, let me yeah, pause so, for a quick second. Yes, um, so one thing, you are, whoever that functional practitioner was, deserves an Oscar because I don't know that many people (laughs) that have gone to a practitioner and, you know, they're told, no, I'm not giving you anything because oftentimes what we get are a bunch of supplements, take this and protocol after protocol. So kudos to this practitioner for guiding you at least to this program and to not, you know, reiterate that message that, um, you know, you need all of these things to quote-unquote fix you. Yeah. Um, I think that's incredible. Yeah, it's so, so true. And, you know, I'm so grateful, and I've since reached out to her and just told her, because she did, yeah, it it was really, really wise and wonderful. And even with that good advice, of course, like all you know, people right. in these situations, I ended up, you know, seeing like three more doctors, like on the side, <laughs> and, like still taking a bunch of supplements and still trying to like, you know, do all these like little, like uh, these things that I had done in the past as well. Um, but I think in my heart, it was aligned with what she said. And then I think there, you know, were fear parts that in parallel, I just, you know, I was kind of like an octopus, like scared, right. reaching out to a little bit of everything that I that I could. But 
I really did align with her message. And because I had been through it before and I had done, you know, three years of parasite cleanses and all this mold avoidance and stuff, the first time I was unwell, I just, um, and heavy metal detoxification, I had all my amalgams removed, you know, at that point, I really, I had looked back at that period of my life a few times and I had thought like, you know, that seems like I overdid it. (laughs) You know, that seems more like extreme health anxiety than, um, you know, an open heart to wellness. But it's hard. And in the moment, and there's a lot of well-meaning practitioners and a lot of information. And it's like both things can be true. Of course, it's like we don't want these heavy metals and toxins do exist parasites, they've existed forever, you know, mold has lived with us for millions of years. And it just never sat right in my heart that as a human, I couldn't just interact with my world in ways that, you know, someone else who wakes up and eats like Lucky Charms for breakfast seems fine (laughs) interacting with the world. (laughs) And I just didn't want to accept that reality that I needed to be so special with like every natural product and all this avoidance. It just, it didn't feel like a a life I wanted to live. Right. So can you maybe take us a little bit through what that looked like once, you know, you got into DNRS and I believe that you added other modalities and, and what was that process like for you? Yeah, so a couple months into DNRS, um, you know, I was still dealing with this very, you know, I would say it was like an 100 out of 10 level of anxiety, um, insomnia and other issues. And it was just unbearable to me. And eventually, you know, I don't know if it was well, it was partially a reaction to a sleeping medication that I took and um, I'm sure just, you know, exhaustion and, and whatever else coming up um, that I had developed these really uh, intense and scary intrusive thoughts. And I had really never heard of that before, um, that concept, but I just knew that you know, I had these thoughts going on in my head and they were creating this really big fear reaction. And then I was trying to do things kind of all day long to either prove prove them to be untrue or, um, you know, just like get away from them. And so through that, it was like a lot of suffering and, you know, it was like a really, really dark period for me. Um, in that retraining because I remember thinking it's like I can't it was like living it was like there was like a horror movie playing in my head and I just it, it was like there's nothing I could do about it and um, I had a great doctor and she was like oh I think those that's like an intrusive thought and I started to read about them and I found this book that was called uh, The Dare Response and it was like, I was like starving for this information. <laughs> and I just inhaled that book and I downloaded his app and I started listening to it. And, you know, basically the premise um, from him was that, you know, anxiety is, is you know, it's not dangerous. It's not even like a mm-hmm. mental illness. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, it's just, a collection of sensations in the body and when we fear them you know we produce more adrenaline and get mm. extremely sensitized and then eventually as that builds up we start to get these like wacky weird thoughts and then all of this just reinforces one another keeping us in this adrenaline cycle and so he was the first person who normalized the scary thoughts for me and I'm so grateful to him because for, for anyone who's experienced that they know it just how um, 
isolating it feels yeah um, it's like you're you know you're just stuck in your in your mind and you don't even want to tell people what's going through your mind because then you're like oh my god well then they're gonna think I'm bad or I'm dangerous or you know send me away or I'm gonna you know right. all these fears go through and um he was just like you know the body is sensitized by adrenaline and it's very simple we cut we we're going to cut this by just allowing and accepting and even moving towards the fear. <laughs> and for anyone who, <laughs> for any of us who have had fear and anxiety, it's like, no, we need to get away from this, right? It's like we need to control it. We need to run. We need to get away from it. We need to hide it. We need to pack it in a bag and ship it across the country. <laughs> like, get away. We can, yeah, get away from me. And, but I was, again, it was the same thing. Like with Annie, I was like, okay, you know what? Like there's nowhere else for me to go. Like, you know, I was in such a dark place and, you know, how am I going to, there's just nothing else to do. It was just not like, it was not a life, you know, worth living um, to be as afraid as, as I felt all the time. And so I started to do it in like little doses. It was like the fear would come and, you know, the first I'd just be like, okay, the fear's here. Like, I'm fine. It's just adrenaline. <laughs> I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that, you know, I built my courage and my confidence with it. And then eventually, um, I got a therapist that was that specialized in OCD and anxiety and worked with her and we just made a huge list of everything that scared me and all of my you know worst scariest thinking um, you know the worst thing that I thought could ever happen to me and we started to confront those things one by one by one <laughs> and it was a really hard but powerful time for sure. And I, you know, I was like everyone else. It was like, well, if I do that, I'm going to have this adrenaline and then I'm going to have this pain and I'm going to have fatigue and I'm not going to sleep for three days. And, you know, I learned that, like, that's actually okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when you start to do this work, you do get more activated and you do you know, you ride that sympathetic wave and at the beginning that wave might be a week long. And but mm. the the point is that you ride it through and then you teach your brain that there is a point where you come down. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, I you know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking also about you just um you had um, a post on Instagram, and we'll talk more about that later. But and it was about surrender, and I read this post, and I just was like, oh, like bombs. Like I was like, she is dropping bombs. So you said something about when fear hits, or the idea of surrender, and just thinking like whatever. Like if it's gonna happen, like I release all of my control. And if I'm going to, if my heart is going to race, then it's going to do it. If I'm, my body is going to collapse, like, and just reading that, I was like, oh, my God, that is exactly the thing that we try to avoid. But for you, it feels like that is what actually helped you in your healing. Yes. So yeah, can you uh, speak to that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, for me, and it was interesting because I'd see it in DNRS all the time and I, you know, it's, it's very strict there. And as you know, of course, eventually I left that program and, and moved on to um, the Primal Trust program and I'll get into that after. But, um, you know, there's this concept where it's like if you're feeling something you know, difficult or scary, it's like you want to move your energy and attention away from it and you want to, you know, turn towards something that's more happy and joyful. But in my particular situation, and I believe with other people too, uh, almost I would probably say everyone, <laughs> but mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's too many. <laughs> um, 
I would say that that just increases uh, a loop and an idea that, um, you know, sympathetic activation, uh, nervous energy, excited energy, um, challenges, conflicts, problems, you know, that those are things that we have to get away from in order to feel safe. And what I learned, you know, like trial by fire for me <laughs> was like, it's just not true, you know, and I, I would have this insomnia. And I think in that post, I talked about it, it was like the third day with like, you know, maybe less than an hour sleep each night. And then I just had this moment of, you know, which felt like awakening, you know, maybe it was like a, a little like hysteria <laughs> too from not sleeping, but it, it did really feel like awakening. And it was like, you know what, I'm actually fine. And yeah. everything that's happening and all of this drama is, it's like, it's in my head. It's my, it might be from my past. It's in my body. But as I look around my room right now, even though I haven't slept for a few days, I'm actually totally fine. And it was in that moment, I think, when I started to feel, you know, just connected maybe to like some deeper faith in myself and it was just like something, an awareness opened. And I just knew that I just needed to accept life and what was happening like exactly as it was. And that in my heart, you know, if my future was to be awake forever and never sleep, or if it was to live in a hospital, or if it was to live in a bridge, you know, under a bridge <laughs> and homeless or, you know, whatever my deepest core fear was in that situation, it was like in that moment, I was able to say, you know what, if that is what life has in store for me, like, I'm game, you know, <laughs> like, mm. I'm just going to do it. And that with the dare response, that moment, you know, just kind of changed everything for me. And I started to really rely on faith. And I started to really just say, you know, I'm open. I'm open to this. I'm open yeah. to this heart racing. I'm open to, you know, trying this new thing with my kids. And, you know, if I have to leave in an ambulance, then like, let's do it. Maybe I'll meet a new friend <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I'm like, why not, right? And because it was all, eventually I just really saw it. It was like I saw my mind and I saw my life. And I was like, it's all made up stories about fear. It's a carrot dangling in front of me. And like, it's my choice to chase that carrot or not. And it was, you know, within that time when I just, I just dropped it and said, you know what, I'm no longer interested in living my life like that and and then yeah and then just mm. like boom it started to change and then that's when I found um, Dr. Kat and her program mm. wow that's incredible <clears throat> I just know how many people need to hear this and um, I can even relate I recently had a coaching session with um, with a coach and one of the things that she said to me was, anytime you're dealing with symptoms, just say, I don't care. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean I don't care? Like, but I do care. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, now it, it, it's been life-changing because it's like our attachment, it's like the resistance to it is what creates even more of the suffering for us and when we can just like release it and just be like I don't care okay whatever that's actually when the healing happens so I think you know it's one of those counterintuitive things that is actually really helpful but I would yeah. love for us to oh go ahead were you going to say something 
No, no, I was just agreeing with you. I think, yeah, it's like a hundred percent. It's just, you know, when we're able to see that and start to disconnect from it and disconnect from that, that story and that track and that way of living, um, it opens up, it frees up so much energy mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about primal trust. I love primal trust. You love primal trust. Mm-hmm. It's like one of <laughs> the best programs out there. So I am so excited for you to share a little bit about your journey with primal trust and how you got connected and what you're doing with the program. Yeah, so I found, I think I saw Dr. Cat, it was like maybe on Instagram, and first I was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, I still was like, you know, I was definitely not, you know, transformed or recovered at that point, I was like, is this like, you know, another person, like, trying to make money off chronically ill people, <laughs> and like, really judgmental, and really you know, I was still in, you know, even with my epiphanies, I was still, right. Of course. you know, I had a lot of work to do. I had a lot of work. I had a lot of shadow. I had a lot of projection. So, um, but something in my heart was like, you know, just like it did with DNRS and with the D.A.R.E. app, it was like a pull, it was this pull. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And oh, it was just so life transforming for me. It was, you know, I, I entered on like the level two um, before Regulate existed, I think same as you. And yeah. it was like the first three or four classes. It was so beautiful because it, it really aligned with naturally the journey that I had taken just on my own, like within my nervous system. Like as I found more calm, it, it was almost like cat had mapped out the natural progress that a a healthy nervous system (laughs) takes towards, um, you know, awareness or towards, you know, coming into itself or actualizing itself. So the first kind of three or four classes, I remember feeling like, okay, like this feels like, you know, kind of the way that I was going. And it just felt really affirming to me and really powerful. And then we got to these classes that started to talk about, you know, secondary gains and some shadow work and, um, you know, hidden benefits and the divided mind state, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and suppressed emotions. And I started to do that work and it just, it was so profound for me I just there like there's not a way that I can express it in words but it's like I can feel it in my body it was like it was like the medicine that I had always needed and to be able to untangle my mind and the stories of my mind and start to really see and understand that the patterns I was running with the chronic illness were actually just the patterns of my childhood um, trauma. Mm. And I was just acting them out with food or my Mm. environment or people. And, you know, I think there was a willingness on my part to open to that. Um, And I guess there was probably capacity on my part too, to, you know, I, definitely there was no blame there's no blame in the program but there is a um the ability to have awareness of just how every human on earth evolves and you know we have suppressed stuff (laughs) and we don't always see ourselves clearly and we often you know pick up the trauma that we were given from our families and and we hold that in our own hand and then we and then we abuse ourselves with that subconsciously or through repetitive patterns. Um, and I just thought so clearly, I was like, okay, my relationship, you know, with avoidance of all this food or feeling, you know, like so vulnerable, like everything could hurt me and I can't make a wrong move. And it's like, well, when did I feel that? And 
you know, and of course, you know, having an alcoholic parent, it's like, you don't want to make yeah. a wrong move, you don't want to upset anyone, you want to, you know, be perfect. And so it just all started to float into place for me. And um, I came out of that program, um, you know, several months of really doing the work in the program. And I actually came out of that program and um, my symptoms had for the most part um, resolved. And so I, Mm -hmm. my anxiety had gone, my insomnia, my uh, like blood sugar issues, my you know, feeling like I was going to faint whenever I stood up and blacking out and, you know, all of those different um, things, they, mm-hmm. it, it had just really moved the needle for me. And in my heart, I knew, and I was so blessed um, to have that because I know for other people, you know, the journey looks a little bit different. And sometimes their emotional right. symptoms resolved and the physical ones stay around or, or there's so many variations. But for me in my heart, I knew that, you know, there was several more layers to go through, but there was such a commitment in me at that point um, that I knew that I'd be repeating the program kind of again and again. And, you know, this first round was on these symptoms and the next round is going to be on knowing myself or my relationships with other people or my relationships with my past or, you know, there's, there's all these deeper layers. But, yeah, for me it was life-transforming. And then, as you know, um, you know, I've continued to transform since then, just really doing a lot of deep work, um, as Kat had recommended, with the work of Byron Katie and yes. inquiry work and shadow work and then, you know, eventually moving to help teach on the platform and teaching a fear series on the platform and, and, and continuing in my own heart with my own attachment wounds and my own journey to really see and accept and love all of me. Um, yeah, the journey continues. <laughs> yes, I love that. And I just, I've, I have loved watching your journey and your transformation it's just been so beautiful, and you've been such a gift to the Primal Trust community with your offerings and your classes, and I've enjoyed your fear meditations, and I know now you're also doing some meditations for Insight Timer that have been just really, really good, and you also have um, a new page on Facebook, and your posts have just been so inspiring. So I'm curious as to what what led you to to this. Like, um, you know, this is a shift. I think you may have even changed careers. So I know that for many people that walk through this journey, they get to a place where they kind of see their work differently or their mission changes. And so I'm curious to know what that's been like for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a journey for me. Um, I, I ended up, I think, a year or so into um, after I had started DNRS and then moved on to the uh, Primal Trust, I ended up leaving my corporate job. I was running um, uh, a baby formula and baby food business for North America for uh, a European company. It was like quite a big demanding job and it was really scary (laughs) to leave because I had a lot of um, worth tied up in it and uh, of course financially as well Um, but I knew that it was time and I I wanted to move on so I you know initially I never really had a desire to do any mentoring um, other than you know I would just always talk to people you know, through WhatsApp and in the different groups and trying to inspire people or, you know, share what I had learned. But I was really still committed to doing the work, the other kind of business work that, that I loved. And, and um, so I started consulting and, and, um, and actually building um, 
yeah, a business of my own with, um, with someone that I used to work with. So I stayed with that and I still continue to do that uh, to this day. And I, I love that work. And um, I work in the natural and organic food industry and I help consult there. And I actually have a uh, a product line that we're, I'm launching with my business partner that's all around teens and teens health um, and that could be a whole nother podcast <laughs> so we can talk about too but so I'm still in there I still have my you know half my day is kind of spent there but um, you know at some point Kat approached me and asked me about mentoring and 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 I wanted to give it a try and I wanted to, you know, I saw so many people struggling with fear and I just, I just, you know, I really, really wanted people to know that there is a way out. And if you're willing to kind of walk into the fire, you know, with me or with yourself, you know, there is a way through and I wanted to help people know that and see that. So, yeah, I started to do the mentoring with Kat and um, do that through the Primal Trust Academy. And then recently um, have been putting a little bit more out on Insight Timer and um, have the Instagram page. Both of them are um, at Turning Towards. And really it's just all based on, you know, what I learned in the journey, which was that we really need to turn towards all parts of ourselves, the fear, the darkness, the shame, the rage, um, everything, all, we just, all of it, you know, all of it can yeah. be loved in ourselves and also in other people, you know, what triggers us in other people, you know, in our children, <laughs> which is another podcast we could do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just really moving towards and embracing with warmth, witnessing and allowing um, allowing it, it all to be, right? And this also this idea that, you know, moving out of this, when something happens, I have to do something. And into right. when something happens, I can just, you know, be there with an open heart and be neutral and then you know, maybe I don't need to do anything. Maybe there's no action to take other than just kind of witnessing and being with. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So good. Mm. You also will be teaching in the upcoming Level 2 Primal Trust Mentorship. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes, with you <laughs> and many others. And... um yeah, I'm so thrilled to do that. It's um, an incredible opportunity, and I'm, like, especially excited um, about my classes. <laughs> and they're just, like, so well-suited to me and just really excited to, you know, help people with, like, with loving compassion to step into kind of getting a better 360 view of what might be keeping them stuck, um, you know, in their right. chronic symptoms or, or in their chronic relationship difficulties or, or whatever they're experiencing. But, yeah, I'm really, really thrilled to be able to do that with the group. And I, I love um, that CAD is also opening it up, um, you know, for many people to be able um, to teach and really to take their own take on her um, material. And I think that's so generous and uh, it'll be a beautiful gift for the community. Yeah, I totally agree. I can't wait. And I think, you know, having others um, outside of Dr. Cat teach it, I think is a beautiful gift for people to see that trans possible from yeah. what it's just absolutely so I want you just to give a glimpse if it's like for you the depth of <laughs> so where you are today how has life changed for you 
That's a great question. Yeah. So, you know, at the at the at the depths of my challenges, um, you know, it felt it felt like there was no way out. I was alone. I was fighting for my life, and 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 it was just me. It was just me, <laughs> and that was it. And it was like I was doomed, destined to be doomed and ruin my children's life and, you know, all these things, right? Just continuing on this, this pattern. And now um, I would say that I just, you know, every day is obviously not perfect and life is, sure. you know, there's still ups and downs, but I have a level of peace in my heart um, that I didn't think was possible for someone who uh, had uh, PTSD, um, especially complex PTSD. I just thought always I would be just like a little bit more of like an edgy, on-the-go, activated person. And I sometimes, you know, there's like periods where I just feel so connected and so peaceful. The mind is not ruminating all the time. I, you know, have a very high tolerance for, you know, all sorts of things in my life. But my, I think the biggest gifts are, you know, my connection with my children are like deep and loving and gentle and soft. And there's a growing uh, connection with myself to really be in my authenticity. And um, there is a beautiful trust in life. Uh, I really, really believe that life is friendly and supportive and is always meeting me with exactly what I need. And that's like a, I'm not trying to believe that. <laughs> it's like a true in my body belief. Um, I mean, and I guess that's like primal mm. trust, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it still means, you know, sometimes I'll still go somewhere and, you know, I might get, um, you know, some sympathetic activation or, you know, I might have a day where like my foot pain comes back again or whatever, but it's, you know, it's temporary. And when it does, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just like ride this out, this like beautiful moment out and it's just another way that my brain gets to learn like how deeply safe I am wow and that's the place that we're all striving for you know just having that peace and that belief in ourselves that no matter what we're okay yeah and like the beauty of it is like and this is like I don't know maybe (laughs) maybe this doesn't sound helpful but it's like there's no striving required. It's like it's like it's the opposite. It's like it's in us, it's in everyone. And the it's like the way maybe to to get there, you know, getting there isn't even the right word either. But it's like letting go of our concepts about ourselves, letting go of our thoughts and beliefs and um, the more we kind of like let it, let go with all that identification, we find that this is just already living in us. And it's yes. like it's, we get there by doing less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, I could talk to you for hours, but we, um, <laughs> we're getting close to, <laughs> close to the end. And I just would love for you to, to leave us with, one one piece of advice or one tip or anything that you that we didn't get to talk about that you think that listeners would benefit from hearing yeah so one thing that comes to mind and it's something um 
that Kat talks about in Regulate as well. It's this idea of, you know, memory structures or what I would call kind of like time traveling. And, you know, just for people to notice, you know, as they're struggling with these different symptoms and the way the symptoms make you feel and the stories we have around the symptoms. And one thing that really helped me was to start to just write down the story I had around my symptoms and the the fear and um, the feelings around them. And then just notice how many other times in my life I've had that same that same set of, you know, feelings, thoughts, beliefs. And what that showed me was that it might not be the symptoms <laughs> and it might not be even the situation, but I might be taking something from my past and overlaying it on the present and it might be causing a lot more suffering than is maybe needed in the moment. And and it, so instead, I learned to just almost like take those thoughts and feelings and beliefs and hold them in my hand and, you know, take away the associations with the symptoms or whatever and just turn towards those with love and tend to those feelings and those sensations and those beliefs. And when I started to do that, it really took the pressure off the symptoms and I was able to start to become aware that, um, you know, I, I, was, I was moving into the past all the time and I was bringing the past into the present mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't necessary. And what I needed to do was notice that actually in the present I was perfectly safe and then turn towards and tend to, you know, those difficult feelings, but without making them so real and scary in the moment. Mm. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Saying that, like, I put my hand on my heart and it's just, I could just feel that, that level of compassion and giving myself, giving ourselves that, that love and, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, man, what what beautiful wisdom and words. How can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me um, at the Primal Trust Academy under the mentor section. I'm there. You can also find me on Insight Timer and Instagram at Turning Towards with an S. Um, and I think that's it. Awesome. Well, I just want to say that I have been inspired by you and even, you know, I've, I've heard so much of your work before, but it's like every time that I hear from you, there's something new that I get. And I just want to thank you so much for giving me and giving listeners the gift of your story and sharing your wisdom with us. And I'm just so appreciative of your time. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. You're so welcome. I'm so, it's my privilege um, and, you know, to be able to share what worked for me and to be able to, you know, my greatest joy is when I hear, actually just like today I got a text from a client that was like, this week was the first week I have woken up in seven months without feeling anxious and I can't believe it. And I'm like, I just like want to (laughs) cry. I feel so because I know what it's like to live in that space and I know how it affects you and your family and your kids and, you know, all of these things. And, you know, if we can all just, you know, help to, um, you know, like that beautiful quote about we're all walking each other home and it's like yeah. if we can all just like give a little bit to each other and just be a little bit more honest about our stories and our suffering and, and what's brought us through, 
then we can all get each other home. And it's like, I'm doing it, you're doing it, like with this podcast and so many other things. And, you know, everyone listening, you know, there's always something you can do to just like help walk someone else home. And, you know, the benefit goes to the whole community. To all of my listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Healing By podcast and that you will join again. Thank you. Thank you.